This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and helping take our leadership to the next level is Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. You're looking a little sore here. It looks like you got a hundred mile uh, yeah. of rough road on you. I do. Well, it's a hundred miles of wet road, that's for sure. Uh, so I recently completed the my first um, century ride, which is a hundred miles. I did the Georgia 400 Century. And uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was um, I'm glad to have it finished. Miles, wow. Yeah, so I I had not done 100 miles previous to it. I'd I'd done up to about 70 in my training, and I thought, well, what's another two hours? Mm. I'll, I'll just, wow, <laughs> I'll just, just hope yeah, for the best. <laughs> plus, you know, having having a wife and a two year old, you know, your time on the bike is limited. Yeah, you know, just f- four hours on a Saturday is, is not uh, uh, is not necessarily great for everyone. No, not, not um, on a daily basis, that's for sure. No, so it was good, but it was uh, it rained for about 50, 60 miles the first wow. fifty or sixty miles, which was unfortunate. Yeah. So I managed to train not in the rain. And uh, so I had just mm. soaking wet feet for the whole ride, but uh, they saved all these giant hills at the until oh, the last fifteen miles. Yeah, it just it was it was brutal those last you know, few and miles. You know, I've got a friend uh, that, that uh, his goal every year is to ride as many miles as he has birthdays on on his birthday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what was he turning? Is he seventy three or four? Or? Uh, uh, I think it was 70, 74 or 75. And so at 74, five years old, he rode 75 miles on his, on his birthday. On his birthday. Did. Yeah. So he was a big, he was a big inspiration to me. Yeah. Walt, um, he's a, yeah. Shout out to Walt. Uh, he was just super excited for this ride. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I'm impressed. So yeah. And, uh, so when he's a hundred, he'll be riding that century ride with you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, and, and, and big thanks to Carl, one of our listeners who kind of helped me put some things in perspective and kind of come up with a, uh, a plan of attack for the training. So good. Good. it was good. It was, it was kind of one of those things that, uh, you, you just, it's kind of good to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not breaking any records or anything for speed, but it's just kind of nice to have done it and say, yeah. okay, I can push myself and find some new limits here. So, yeah. And we've talked about that. I think it's just good in, in lots of different areas, but just, in some area of your life, personally, be just pushing yeah. the, the edge a little bit uh, to to have a new uh, you know record of some kind, a new achievement. You don't you don't want to go year after year and just always just do the same. You know, I yeah. think we there's a lot of us just physically that we don't really know what our capacity even is because we never push ourselves. And uh, so you know, I, I, good for you. And I, I we certainly would challenge our listeners. Be thinking about some area of your life that you might push just a little bit to see yeah. if you couldn't go to another level. Well, and and the and you and I both know this, but the nice thing about um, physical challenges is it just it can translate quite well into mental challenges and just yeah. you know all aspects of of your life. And so um, with that, we'll transition here to uh, to the area of leadership and and uh, pushing through. And so today we're looking at sort of uh, the different ways, uh, the different aspects of leadership. And uh, you've you've recently written a, a blog post on this, and yeah. you talk about the three hats of leaders. And, and, and here at, at, at Blackaby, I'll say that I, I wear several hats, and so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan <laughs> of the multi-hatted 
approach and it keeps things interesting yeah. uh, for sure. And so why don't you just walk us through uh, these uh, three different hats of leadership? Yeah, I wrote a blog recently on this and uh, that you could check out at my, my blog site, but uh, I call it the, the three hats of leaders. And of course, leaders can wear more than three hats, but I, yeah. I wanted to focus in on these three in particular because they're three of the primary ones. And leadership in, in one sense, it, it, you can boil it down to some pretty basic things. We've kind of defined spiritual leadership as moving people onto God's agenda. But, but I think that, that if you start to break that down, there's probably at least three different ways in which leaders lead. And if you stay any place for very long, you're going to have to do all three. And, yeah. and a lot of leaders, most leaders, I think, have their favorite activities that they do. Um, and, and, and of course, we kind of want to spend as much time as possible doing what we enjoy the most. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's great when that happens. But sometimes you're called upon to perhaps put on a different hat than you normally wear. And so I want to just walk through those three hats that I mentioned uh, today. And the first one is just what I just call the startup hat. And, and that is that periodically a leader needs to start something new, or at least under, on his watch or her watch, uh, facilitate the starting of something new. It might be something entirely new, like uh, you might be a, a church planter and you go out and plant a brand new church, uh, or you start a brand new company, uh, or maybe you, you just start a new program or you launch a new product in your business, yeah. but um, you maybe you just completely overhaul the way things are done, uh, a whole new system. Uh, lots and lots of ways uh, that you can create something new. Uh, and some people, some leaders love that. I mean, there's there's just yeah. an entrepreneurial spirit in some people that get bored with things that exist. Uh, they're they're dreamers, they're visionaries. They're always kind of looking around and seeing what could be. Uh, they don't see what's there. They see what could be there, and that that really drives them. And uh, and and that's great. And you and you need people like that. Um, you know, I I was just talking with a pastor a couple of weeks ago. Uh, out in Oregon, and uh, and he's just a natural church planter. He started several churches in his life, and the church he's in now, he started, and uh, and it's doing very, very well. And his wife has faithfully supported him in each uh, new church plant that he started. And as I was talking to him, uh, he he's in a church now that uh, takes care of him comfortably. He's got uh, it's it's grown, it's it's strong. Uh, you know, at his stage of life, he's probably at a good place to just sort of settle in and have a good income and a solid base. But, uh, but he said to me, but I think I've got one more church plant in me. <laughs> and, uh, I, I feel like I, you know, I'd like to, to get, to get that last one out of me. And his dear wife is like, well, you know, we finally have a church big enough that I've got friends and have, you know, some activities, uh, that minister to my soul. But, you know, basically she said, but I'm, I'm willing, you know, if God tells you to go, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll mm. be in. Um, and what I found is that, uh, uh, for some of these guys, they'll start, if they're a starter, if they love the startups, uh, they may start a company or they may start a church, uh, and then it, it will be growing and, and expanding. And at some point they, they begin to get bogged down in the maintenance of it and the day to day activities and that that's part of leadership but um it can deaden these guys souls and so yeah. um you know i think 
we all have to wear all three hats at different times. But if you get to the point where you don't ever get to wear the hat you really enjoy the most, like maybe you started that church and it was thrilling for a couple of years, the newness, it was like the, the smell of a new car, you know, eventually it kind of fades away and, yeah. and it's like time to do something, get something else that's new. And, um, sometimes I think, you know, what, what, and to their credit, I, I feel like, uh, if they find that they're spending all their time now leading in ways that they don't enjoy as much, uh, they either have to adapt to that and just accept that's the role God has for me now. I need to try to be passionate about it as well. Or they may need to do what this pastor probably is going to end up doing, and that is hand over this great church that he has created and go start another one and get back into the kind of leadership that just really, uh, you know, really revs him up and, and gives yeah. him joy. Uh, and, you know, I think for some people, they may not be that, that kind of person. They don't like wearing the startup hat. Um, in fact, th there's always some risk involved in starting something new, right. whether it's just a new program. We're going to, I know we've always had this kind of annual retreat with our staff, but this year we're going to do something entirely different. You know, I know we've always had a singing Christmas tree at our church for 30 years, but this year we're going to have a different kind of Christmas program. And you can lose church members over that. You can get criticized. And so some people just don't want the flack that comes with starting something new, so they just keep it the same year after year. Yeah. And, of course, the way society is changing, your organization, if it's not doing something new uh, on a fairly regular basis, you're going to be falling behind. You're going to become antiquated. So you, if there's nothing that you've done that is new, after a while, you're out of date. Uh, you're out of touch. And so... There's always that risk to say, okay, I, I love just wearing one of these other hats, but uh, I'm sensing it's time that we need to bring some freshness and newness into this organization. I think I need to go put that hat on. And even though it's not what I really enjoy doing, um, I think for the good of the organization, it's time to do something new. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary to do that, which uh, is not maybe your forte or your preference, but... Um, yeah, to, to make things better. Yeah. Uh, it's well, that's, necessary. That's, so, so that's the first hat. Yeah. The first hat. And, uh, like I said, I, uh, I, I, I have a number of hats. Uh, most of them are baseball cap hats. Uh, some hats I, I, I wear for certain occasions. I've got one that's kind of, uh, it, I've had for a long time. That's my kind of wear when I'm out running in the sun kind of hat, um, wear at the beach hat, and it's pretty sweaty and set sweat stains, so I always use that one since it's already kind of wrecked with yeah. sweat anyway, but uh, I've got a, a kind of a, a nicer golf hat, and uh, I actually have a, a Buffalo Sabres hat that I, I, I save uh, to wear when they're in the playoffs. and uh, So it's still in the box. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like new. <laughs> Certainly uh, not overworn, I can uh -huh. tell you that. But, Definitely. Uh, so but, so I, I think as a, a leader, there are just times you have to w pull out different hats for different occasions. And so the second hat I call the fix-up hat, which just means that sometimes you you don't need to create something new. You need to fix what already is there. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you can wear that hat a lot. I, I, I kind of joke that that's often the sweatiest hat that you have in your collection because yeah. it's a lot of 
hard work, addressing problems, uh, fixing things that aren't working right, uh, resolving conflicts. Um, and you know, some, for some people, this particular hat wears leaders out. I mean, they just, it, they just get weary of meetings and resolving issues and, uh, realizing, okay, we're going to have to overhaul this entire system. We're going to have to get a whole new website. We're going to have to have a better system of communication. Um, this marketing uh, campaign just isn't working. Let's just cut our losses and figure out what will work. And, uh, but then other people love that. I mean, they, they love wading in. They feel like it's like going into battle. You, it's what you're made for. You're, you're made to yeah. resolve conflict and solve problems. And, and in many ways, that's kind of the heart of leading is, is solving problems. That's what leaders do. And so, you know, my dad was sort of that kind of, of, of leader for years. Um, every church he ever went to, was always a, a church that had more problems than the one he left. It, it, you know, he had to, he'd go to a church and fix it all up. And then when it was healthy and strong, he'd leave and go to another church that was messed up. And yeah. God, some people are just great turnaround artists. You know, they, right. uh, they come into a place that's uh, demoralized and discouraged and uh, they just, they love turning it around. I, I suppose maybe that's a bit of my wiring, uh, you know, and, and for people like me, I don't know that I do all that well. If you put me in a place with nothing, if you sent me into a, a neighborhood with and, and said, Richard, it's just you and Lisa, go start a church, uh, I, I might really be challenged by that. Uh, but you give me 20 people uh, and say, make this group better, make it stronger, uh, make them have more hope and vision. Well, yeah, you know, give me something to work with. I'll make it better. Um, yeah. And so for some of us, uh, we're, we're probably better at just fixing and making better what's there, growing what, what's there, uh, where others love to just have a blank slate and say, let me start something fresh where I don't inherit anything from what's gone before. And, uh, and so I think you have to kind of know yourself and know how you're wired. Uh, but, but I tell you, we need a lot of both, uh, yeah. People that can start new things. Um, many of the greatest uh, companies and products that we have today, somebody ventured out to start something new, create something new. Now we can't live without. But uh, And then there's other people, and I think there's certainly a call today to say we need people who can fix what's broken. We yeah, need we've got a lot of government. <laughs> we have a, a lot, lot of broken things in society. Yeah. There's a lot of brokenness right now. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think I can kind of envision for the next number of years that a lot of the assignments that God will have for leaders will be to wear this hat of fixing things. And, uh, and, and sometimes it, it can seem almost like just wearisome minutia details. Uh, I want to be, the big picture. I want to be the visionary. Uh, and that's great when you can do that, but sometimes you need to take that visionary hat off and put on your fix up hat and say, I just need to spend some time fixing, uh, until we really get this thing turned around and healthy. And, uh, and then maybe I can finally put that hat in the closet for a while and put it one on that I enjoy more. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here and then we'll look at the third and final hat. This fall, Blackaby Ministries is hosting two spiritual leadership coaching workshops, 
one in the Atlanta area and the other is fully online. The focus of these workshops are learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The online workshop is September 13th through the 15th and the in-person workshop is October 21st through the 23rd. To find out more and to register, visit blackabycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. Richard, I like the uh, this uh, this picture you're painting of the multiple hats, and uh, so we've looked at the startup hat, the beginning something new, whether that's a new business or just a new program or doing something your company's never done before, having to have that entrepreneurial mindset, and and so many people have that, um, and then so many people have the this hat of of uh, problem solving, of fixing, of of your operations guy who mm-hmm. just gets down in the weeds and makes things better, um, you know, has to work out the kinks and, you know, maybe it, it, it doesn't seem as fun uh, to some of us, but it's it's where people get charged up. And, and then this uh, third and final uh, hat that we're looking at, uh, some people really like to camp there. Yeah, I, I call it the forward hat, maybe not the best word, but just there's just a, a a point in time where well I wear my hat backwards but, you know, <laughs> yeah to uh, each his own you know I I think though that there, there comes a point where an organization needs to move forward and do what it's supposed to do it needs to fulfill its mission yeah. it's uh, once you've started something or once you've fixed it it needs to produce it needs to get results uh, it needs to achieve its its purpose and uh, and I kind of I describe it as Kind of like if you're going to go on a family vacation, and, and first you've got to decide what what are we going to do this year. What let's come up with something new. What's a maybe a, a getaway and an outing our family's never done before. Let, maybe we choose to go to a theme park that's three states away, um, and so we now we've we got to flesh out the the vision for that. Where where will we stop along the way? What what will we do? Uh, and you, you kind of get this, it's kind of fun as you brainstorm and say, well, we've got this many days, what can we do with it? Let's fill it up with fun things and outings and pit stops. And that for some people, they just live to plan. And, you know, you guys have done some of that. Some of the trips you and Carrie have gone on, you've, you've planned and worked out all kinds of, uh, fun uh, dimensions to it. But, uh, but then there comes also the time of just fixing things up, getting it ready, doing the tedious work of maybe you need to get uh, new tires on your car. It's never going to make it. You've got a great plan, but the car you have is never going to get you there. So yeah. uh, there's this uh, kind of troublesome rattle under the hood that you need to get looked at. And uh, then you're just going to need to you know, fuel it up. You're going to have to load it up. You have to clean it up, get it ready. Uh, and of course, that's probably the, the, the least exciting part of a journey. But uh but, but, but it needs to be done or yeah. you'll, you'll never make it uh, to where you, your destination is. Uh, but then the third one is just what I call forward hat. It, 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 eventually, you pull your car out of the driveway, you, you get out on the highway, and you start making miles. You start uh, advancing and, and drawing near to your destination. And, and so now you're just sitting there in that clean, well-packed vehicle cruising along on that uh, double highway uh, and... Uh, and, and and that's kind of what it's about is it's yeah. we're never going to get there till we start you know getting on the highway and and putting in some hours uh cruising in the right direction and and sometimes uh you know ideally eventually organizations get to that point and 
now you're you're moving forward and if you're a tr- you you're, you might be a church and you you were planted and for a couple of years you were fairly small and just trying to find your way and and uh, you you ran into some problems along the way you had to get some logistics worked out like where you're going to meet and uh, all those kind of things and some staffing and leadership training and 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 so on but but you've paid the price you've uh, put in the sweat equity and now uh, now, week after week, you're having wonderful services. You're penetrating your community. You're reaching people. You're discipling them, and you're you're doing what you were there to do. Uh, you weren't there just to to be a church. You were there to minister to people, to carry out the Great Commission, to make disciples. And and now that's what you're doing. And yeah, um, you know, I know some people that um, you can overfix things, uh, and. I know people that they've got their organization in a great place, but uh, but then they don't leave well enough alone. You know, it's just like the perfectionist who just keeps wanting to tweak a little bit more. And yeah. I've, I've known uh, organizations that got tweaked to death. Uh, they had a system that worked. They they had a, a plan that was uh, certainly workable, but but then before they could hardly make any headway with that one, the boss is changing everything up and he just went to a seminar and now he's got a new idea and a new approach and people haven't even been able to enjoy the benefits and the fruit of the last approach. Um, and, and sometimes you just need to just keep your hand just very lightly on the steering wheel and just, just make progress, just keep moving in the same direction and, uh, and not, intervene any more than you have to not not make changes that aren't necessary uh let the organization do what it was designed to do and uh uh, and but you know i find that for some people they'll get bored with that i mean a lot of times we think of that as kind of like wow that's what i think of as leadership just at the at the helm cruising along uh getting paid well running this great organization in which you're kind of the star of the show and uh but but for a lot of people, uh, that's not that attractive. Uh, yeah. You know, turnaround people are saying, I'm not really needed here anymore. I'm just a figurehead. I'm all the work is being done down line, and I'm just kind of here, my my pretty face. And uh, just about anybody could, you know, put this thing on cruise control. It's and 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 get results. And and so that's why sometimes you'll see leaders of. You know, they may even be the pastor of a mega church, or they may be the CEO of a, a, a very strong company, and then a couple of years later, they they leave and they do their own startup, uh, or they go to a smaller business and they turn it around, and they yeah they they they're wired to lead, and they feel like after a while they weren't having to really use a lot of those leadership muscles that uh, that they had acquired. Uh, by just kind of keeping one finger on the steering wheel and just going mile after mile in a straight line, so they, um, so they'll, so they'll they'll move on to start something or they'll go somewhere where they have to fix something, and and I, I don't think that's wrong. You know, I, I would say though that uh, sometimes leading organizations like that can seem easier than it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, from afar, it just looks like, well, what do they do? They just hold the occasional meeting, put out the occasional memo, but, um, but all the, the, the grunt work's being done down line and, and this organization is strong and healthy. And so, uh, they just mostly just kind of stay out of the way and don't interfere. But, but I kind of describe it like, 
you know, steering a, a, a cruise ship or driving an 18 wheeler. I mean, it, it can look easy enough when you're just sitting in the passenger seat. Uh, but if you get behind the wheel and all of a sudden you're in charge of making sure this thing goes in the right direction <laughs> and doesn't hit a crisis, uh, you realize, okay, well, maybe there's more to it. Uh, keeping uh, an organization focused on its mission and not being distracted, not being torn up uh, by uh, various parties having different opinions. Uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, sometimes success actually is more difficult to deal with than failure. Yeah. And sometimes successful organizations actually require a lot of leadership uh, because there's so many countervailing voices and pressures trying to lead them to go this way or that. And, uh, so it's all leadership, uh, no matter which hat you're, you're wearing, it's, it's a leadership hat, but, uh, but it does have a different focus and, and, and it's very, very possible for the same leader to stay year after year in the same place. And, and it, what that's going to mean is that periodically you need to put on a different hat, uh, and maybe for a season, uh, but you're going to have to wear all three of those hats if you stay in the same place for very long. And you probably aren't going to enjoy each hat as much as you like uh, certain ones. Yeah, uh, That's part of life. That's part of working. We all have part favorite of, Part hats. of jobs. Uh, be careful you don't just keep wearing the same hat every day because your organization is going to start to become a bit lopsided and, uh, and weak in certain areas because you just kept leading in one way when it needed you to lead perhaps in a different way. Um, but, uh, over time, if you'll just wear the hat that's required at the time, uh, you'll find that your organization continues to prosper, to achieve its mission. Um, and so the question really that we'd want just to leave with, uh, folks, uh, listening today is in light of what your organization is facing today, uh, which hat should you be wearing right now? Yeah. Well, I think that's a great uh, it's a great way to put it. It's a nice reframing um, and and a way to kind of think of of our leadership and and what's required at different times. And uh, really appreciate you taking the time, Richard. All right, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.